Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Laff and I'm delighted to be joined online by the current AIWF European Heavyweight Champion, Mad Dog Doherty. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, Mad Dog O'Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing it all morning. I've done it right. So I was like, ah. <laughs> no problem. Like, obviously, my last name is Doherty. Yeah. But because people struggle to say Doherty, I thought I'd go with O'Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? Man, I'm good. Um, do you know what? I feel very good. I've just finished a workout there um, almost about 30 minutes ago. So mm. I'm feeling really good, feeling really pumped. And yeah, I'm just excited about this. Uh, firstly, I want to do a huge thanks to Matt Classic Creed for setting up this interview. Uh, we'll come on to a bit more about the AIWF later in the interview. But I want to just start about, a bit about your history, how you got into wrestling and stuff. So, a little bit about my history first. Um, it's a very short history. Um, just <laughs> over two years now. Um, I started with uh, I started training with EBW, Elite British Wrestling. They taught me my basics, uh, most stuff I know. And it's been a delight ever since. Um, I loved it. As soon as I walked on the door, I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. I was yeah. there every Thursday night, every Saturday morning. Um, I loved it that much. I started to tour around um, around Sheffield area to Nottingham. Um, yeah. I went to House of Pain with Sticks. Oh, um, yeah, I used to, to live... two people from there. Yeah, oh, I tell you, man. Like uh, ever when I just started, I just felt as if why didn't I start sooner? Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> so. so... So it was your mid twenties then, you're thirty one now, so so it wasn't until you're like twenty eight, twenty nine start training. Yeah, so yeah, I was about um yeah, so just shy of two years, so yeah, just before um I was thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So um was there a wrestler you kinda of wanted to mold your style around when you started training? Um Obviously, each wrestler has their own attribute. Each wrestler has their own signature. Um, each wrestler has their own strength. But for the way, obviously, being a little bit older compared to most starting out, I try to focus myself based more on Kurt Angle. Um, the reason being for Kurt Angle is because his technique um, in the wrestling game is just a second to none. Um I wanted it to be as exciting as who was most exciting to watch. Um, it's quite hard, but um, yeah, do you know it's kind of it's kind of like a um, an all round one, Chris. Really, yeah. Um, I was pinching things from from people here, there, and everywhere. I've always loved doing a good Swanton bomb. Yes, so I saw that in your that. Match, match against a drill. I watched that this morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, 
that it was an okay swanton bomb, but um, yeah, technique. Oh, definitely something that uh, I've got the well that I surely have sharpened since then. Yes. Um, kicks. You know, obviously now you see like Alistair Black using uh, a lot of kicks. Um, my I have a a kickboxing background. Started at the age of sixteen and just oh, just loved me martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, you've got like for my size, trying to be a bit of a powerhouse, like. <laughs> Uh, like good old Goldberg. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, man. I, I, do you know what? I could talk to you all night about like just pinching here, pinching there, and just trying to metamorphosize everything together. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you have an idea of a character you wanted to be when you start training, or gimmick you wanted um, to be involved with? Well. Um, it's funny, you know, um, solid John Green, good old Ben Green gave me my name, Mad Dog. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, I just kind of uh, I thought, right, you know what, I, I can work with this. I can I can adapt and, and use it to my advantage because I'm a very energetic guy. I like to, you know, um, I like to just kind of thrive off the energy of the crowd, of my friends, just of, of the atmosphere. So to try and use that as a part of um, my personality, to try and bring that hype um, to the fans, and just so like people who watch my watch my shows, watch my bouts, watch my matches, you know, they have that kind of same sort of excitement. They have that same buzz. Cool. So how's the Mad Dog character evolved over like, the last two years? And um, so. <laughs> Well, this is that still still picking it up. Um, it's it's one of them where um, he's involved definitely in regards to the experience, match experience, um, regards to overall personality in the ring, um, and yeah, just 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 general personality before, um, during and after, but still keeping that humbleness above all. So. Yeah, I just kind of want to bite everything. I want to kick, punch everything. So, <sighs> got to keep that mad dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, take us back to your first match. What do you remember about it in hindsight? What's your opinion about it? Have you been back and watched it and enjoyed it? Or... Oh yeah, man! Oh, it's bringing me back now. It was uh, it was a six a six man match. Um, guy who was um, he was a bit more experienced than me. Uh. Jake, uh, Jake Taco Davison, uh, or sorry, Jake Taco Lawson. Um, he's kind of like a darker character, so I thought, right, okay, I'll go along with this. I had like a like a trench coat with a hood. That yes. I thought, you know what? Okay, let's start with a little bit of a dark, mysterious kind of figure. You know, it's all down to experience. So yeah, just kind of did like a, I will we'll do your bidding. Kind of starting out, but oh, it sounded. yeah, yeah. But for then, um, my moves were obviously really basic. I just wanted to get experience, have a feel for the crowd, have a feel for what it's like to be in a ring, have a feel for what it's like to perform. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, using my martial arts background, I thought I would use good old Alistair Black's Black Mass. Um, as my finisher, it was quite oh, popular. <laughs> yeah, so Alistair Black's still my modern day favorite wrestler. 
Yeah, man. You know, it's just oh, uh, the way, just everything about him, from his entrance to the way he performs, to the way everything finishes. That's what I feel I wanted to concentrate on most of all. You know, you know yourself. When that music hits, you're like, right, who okay, who's this behind the curtain? All the eyes are on you. You've got to have your performance. You've got to have your entrance. You've got to get that bite of the crowd. You're like, yes. right, okay, I'm interested. And then you're in the ring. You've got to do your thing. And, you know, what way are you Are you going to be a bad guy? Are you going to be a good guy? A good guy? Um, you know, heel, babyface, whichever one. Um, you adapt to it and you try and do what's best in it. Right, so you mentioned you wished you got it, would have got in a bit earlier. What advice would you give to anybody you wanted to get into the business? Oh, do you know what? Um, I'll tell you what, right, okay, so, you know, there, there's, there's so much going on in the world today, Chris. Um, sometimes it's nice to just uh, to just switch off and yes. just, just have a bit of fun and, you know, become like a different personality. Um, have a like you, you watch some of people you watch some movies you watch some sports see what you like and just try it out yes and above all in regards to discipline and trust get involved because as I say you're trusting someone who you might know or might not know with your body and have that discipline to make sure you're safe for them as well as they are for you and yeah, take a little risk. You know, get into it as soon as you can. Um, it's great exercise. And, yeah, build a, build a platform for yourself. This is James Reed, and you're listening to a Broken But Glorious podcast. All right, so as we mentioned, you're the AIWF European Heavyweight Champion. How did you get involved in the AIWF? Um, so, EBW, Elite British Wrestling, of from when I started, and I have always had a relationship with uh, AIWF, which is the Allied Independent Wrestling Federation. Um, I remember one of my first shows that there was a belt on uh, on defense, and I was like, right, well, what's this belt about? And yeah. obviously I've seen it, and I thought, right, okay, this is interesting. And yeah, I just started speaking to Matt. Uh, again, Matt, thank you for setting this up. Um, we just got on really well. Uh, I think for me, Chris, um, I try to keep complicated things as simple as possible. Yes. And <clears throat> above all, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's what we try and do in life, of course. But I just, what you see is what you get. Now, I've never met Matt, of course, but with my messages, anything like that, listen, we're all out to better ourselves. We're all out to, you know, in try and do something that we love, that we enjoy. And I, I, I just have no problem looking back again. It's just, you know, it's better to be honest and it's better to be thankful, grateful, and and humble. Yes. So that's that's kind of what's got me so far in this short, very short uh, journey so far. Um. Because, you know, if you want to work with people, you've got to be likable. You know, yes. if you're good at what you're doing, that's great. You know, you could be this next superstar, which is amazing. But above all, if you're a little bit of a, a DH, then, you know, nobody's going to work with you. 
if you're if you're not safe, if you're not trustworthy, no one wants to work with you. No, because it's uh, the best thing about wrestling is you try you trying to make it look like you're hurting people, but in the safest Absolutely. way possible. And it just, it's, it's just like kind of Absolutely. boggles the mind. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's, uh, for the listeners, the AIWF is like a sanctioning body, similar to what the NWA was back in the day. So, um, yeah. So, so, when did you become the AIWF European champion? Oh, February. February. February at EBW. Oh, yeah, February. Oh, I'll never forget it. Um, it was at one of the first shows for EBW. Now, because um, I was on holiday at the time. Uh, it was Chinese New Year, so I get three weeks off between um, between 17th of January till the 10th of February. So it's almost like China's Christmas. So I just wanted to get as much experience as possible. 2020 is my year for wrestling. Well, yes. Well, what I planned <laughs> on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's one of them, you know, well, just because. Because everything that's happening doesn't mean it doesn't have to be not my year. Yes. So I'm going to do everything I can to overcome the, the obstacles, to overcome the barriers, to make it my year. You know, it, it's one of them where like I don't want they have to remember or make excuses like, oh, the pandemic and Corona or COVID-19 messed everything up. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, I can do something. And that's always been my been my attitude. Um, you know, as you get older, you tend to um, solve a lot of problems. And that's kind of what I base myself on. Right, okay, how can I get better? There's advice, there's links, there's the internet, there's friends. So you overcome the obstacles and, and stop making excuses. Yes. <laughs> So you've defended the belt a couple of times in China. I have, yeah, um, three times, uh, three times. Um, I was supposed to defend it um, after I won it for just fabulous wrestling, um, but unfortunately, a week before um, in a training match, I tried to do a lion salt and Ooh, yeah, um, but a mistiming that happened. So I got my backflip. But I kind of landed on my forehead, which gave me a little Ow. burn nose and a little in my neck. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was very scary. Um, that night, I went to watch um, a match, or sorry, an event with uh, Marty Jones. And I went to watch uh, Krieg and David DeVille, their matches. And... That night, I drove from Rotherham to, it was based in Manchester, and then to Liverpool. The drive to Liverpool was so scary because I was just, oh my God, I, I felt like a lot of pain in my neck. Yes. And oh. like any wrestler, you don't want to forfeit or you don't want to cancel you know, any bouts that you have. And about two or three days on it, it was really painful. I was using Volterol. I was using painkillers. I was doing stretches. I was using massages. And it just came to like about eight days before. And I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm just, it's not getting any better. It's not going as quick as I want to. And you only get one neck. 
Yes. So, <laughs> so I keep telling my four-year-old stop running into things at first. So you, <laughs> you hurt your neck, you hurt your neck forever. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely, man. And like what I went in, I seen a, a professional. Uh, uh, well, he was uh, a professional physical therapist, and he he worked my neck, and it was like he said, "You've got this problem, that problem," and it wasn't even to do with my neck; it was to do with my back. So just how it was all affected. I was like, you know what, right, I'm going to have to swallow my pride and just forfeit this. So, yeah, even now, um, yeah, still tough. So just fabulous. Yeah, don't worry. Um, we'll be keeping in touch. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed um, the promoter, Joey. I'm just fabulous in the past. He's a really nice guy. So, so hopefully, hopefully, if you've... I'm Mayor's side base, so I'll be able to come to watch it if you... Yeah. Oh, in the future, so. oh, definitely. Well, as I say, I've I've had a few I've had a few um, promotions, uh, a few guys looking for a few challenges, and I would love to do another UK tour. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had you've had the likes of like Drake Winter and Palmer filming vignettes, saying they want to take your title. Absolutely, and don't worry, fellas. There'll be uh maybe there'll be a little. Let's say promotion uh, at the end of this month. Brilliant. <laughs> so some listeners might be surprised that, to hear that wrestling's back in China so soon after lockdown. This this is the thing, Chris. Um, I talked about it there uh, the other night. Um, it is back, but I can't tell you where it is. Ah, okay. That's it. Yeah. So, obviously, there's still some places um, that are available here in China. But, um, again, the only thing that the uh, the nightclub owner has asked us, he can do his own promotions. That's fine. But yes. we can't do anything, whether it's Chinese-based or UK-based, because a lot of things are monitored, mm-hmm. let's say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did you get the opportunity to work in China come about um, well it all came back in uh, obviously I used to live in Doncaster and uh, my partner at the time she got a job in China and yeah I was like right okay then you do your thing I'll stay here and do my thing and then we kind of spoke to the uh, the the women who owned the company at the time, and they had a position for me as well. So I was going out to China to be an English teacher and a football coach. All right, okay. Yeah, so I thought, right, I remember speaking to Andy Hogg. I'll, I'll never forget it. It felt like I was uh, breaking up. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I was breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, kinda, he stopped me and was like, no, hold on, there's, there's loads of wrestling in China. And I was like, what? Right, what, what's going on? And then he pointed me uh, in the right direction. Um, he got me in contact with uh, Sam Gradwell. Sam Gradwell, um, very nice guy, uh, gave me good advice. Uh, he got me in contact with Ho Ho Lim. Um, I spoke to Ho Ho. Um, Ho Ho's based in Hong Kong. Yes. And where I live in China, Hong Kong isn't too far because um, I live in Guangzhou. So. In that sense, I got in contact, got everything sorted, started training, spoke to the promoters, and in two months, I had my first match in China. 
Oh, amazing. <laughs> so what's the scene like in China? Oh, man. Do you know what? It, it's such a... It's uh it's it's such a varied kind of way. Like the first match was on a was on a nightclub slash restaurant in an octagon. Um oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. After that it was on a it was like a in a in a hall for KOPW. Um KOPW three um against Big Sam. Uh wow, what a match that was. And then I was supposed to, oh, well, I'm not going into too much detail, but in regards to like size of events, uh, I at MKW, Middle Kingdom Wrestling, uh, Bash at the Bay 2, we were in a place called Superface, which was a massive club. Oh my God, you wanted to see, it looks like something that uh, that would be happening somewhere in Europe. Oh wow. And so there was this massive titantron, you know, that, that everybody dreams of being on you know i've got me up there i've got my music rocking there's about you know two to three hundred fans and oh man the, the event itself oh, ecstasy oh, amazing. Amazing. so what are the fans like in china are they similar to the japanese fans where they're quiet but you, you need to do something good to get them riled up to yeah yeah so Obviously, um, from what I've seen of the Japanese scene, if you're good at strikes, great shows your strikes because that's what they want to see. Let's be honest, China, you know, let alone Asia, is home of martial arts. So they yeah. want to see your punches. They want to see your kicks. They want to see your your power moves. Yeah, they just love everything contact-wise. Now, obviously, it's, it's um, when it comes to, like, uh, transitions and, and, and catch wrestling, um, I've not had... Like, well, I have had training for it in the UK, but we don't do it as much in no. in China. Um, simply because nowadays we don't have as much training. We just turn up the shoes and then we do our training. Um, so for the fans in general, um, you know yourself, you can't BS wrestling fans. Wrestling no. fans know <laughs> things inside and out. So the Chinese fans here, like you say, they're a little bit quiet, but then when you do something big, oh, they're interested. And then it's like they, they really do appreciate foreigners more than their own homegrown talent. So it's a lot of pressure on homegrown talent to do well. Um, but from what I've seen, you know, it's always good to engage with the crowd. You know, the crowd are coming to see you. Great. They want to have, uh, they want to see a good show. But if you can get them involved, then yeah. by all means, that's that's even better. Oh. <laughs> so, are there any guys on the Chinese scene we should be looking out for in the future? Oh, yeah, like not even in the future, but at present. You know, you've got uh, Big Sam, who's a part of uh, well, man. If you, if you wanted to be at uh, in the the stable, um, Big Sam's actually, and I'll make sure I've corrected this. Um, he's originally from Chester, and his background as wrestling, he's like he he's done like proper wrestling from the age of, well, a young age in a way. Let me put it like that. And yeah. Sam's like, Sam's six six four six five, and he's a big oh, wow. powerhouse himself. Um, he's been a big brother to me uh, since I've got here. Um, who else? You've got Zombie Dragon, Zombie Dragon, who's a very unique character, um, but he's an awesome character you, you've got to you've got to watch one of his shows just the way he is in general yes oh my god um and well 
he's the MKW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, who else can I say? Uh, Trey Williams, Uncle Money. Um, he's another part of the stable. Uh, again, just a, a complete athlete. Um, yeah, Uncle Money. Uh, such a nice guy. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Um, uh, that, that's the only ones off the top of my head. Um, you've got Buffa. Buffa, who's a very experienced guy out here in China. Um, yeah. I've not had the pleasure to work with him, but I have met him. And again, you know, guys who are going to have a lot of experience and in this game for a long time are going to be nice guys. Yes. Um, so, yeah, off the top of my head, a voodoo. Good old voodoo. Um, Greg Hero. You might might uh, might have might have heard of Greg. Um, Greg loves his comedy, absolutely. But I'm trying to push him now for, uh, let's say, being up there and uh, trying to come away from the comedy and like, right, come on, Greg, you you've got so much going on. So let's let's get up there for some challenges. Um, I want to mention as much people as I can, of course, but that's. That's the only people I've got off the top of my head from the Asian scene. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Sounds, good. Sounds good. Hi, this is Matt Davis, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Um, so this is going to be my last question, but it's kind of a, long, a, a big one. <laughs> so, uh, so, right, so last question. Um, if you're a promoter for the day, um, promoting the show, I've called it um, the dragon in the mad dog shadow. So, okay. <laughs> so using wrestlers you've ever worked with or trained with, wrestlers associated with you. If I give you a match type, you tell me who'll be in that match. Yeah, go for it. Cool. <clears throat> right, so who'll be in your opening contest to excite the crowd? Um to excite the crowd. Do you know what? It's it's again it's gotta be Big Sam. Yes. Big Sam was my first um like I said proper official match uh for KOPW3. He is one of the biggest DHs in this game. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at it. But he's so good to work with too. He he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the one like to work with him again is gonna be uh it's gonna be right, okay, if not match of the night because He's confident in me, I'm confident in him, I trust him, he trusts me, and we are going to set the place on fire. Cool, I've not had somebody put themselves in the opening match before. <laughs> they even yeah. don't put themselves on the card at all, or they've been the main event. <laughs> well, that's a, like, for me, Chris, I just, yeah. I don't care, no, I, it's not it's not up to me to put me in a place of where I am. The, you know, it's like up to the promoter. If you see my, wor- my worth and, and what I can do, then great, put me on wherever. People aren't going to remember me for, oh, he was the first match or the second match. They're going to remember me for having the best match. Yes. So I want to, you know, every ma- not every match is going to be like WrestleMania, but I'm going to try and do that as good as I can because, you know, matches don't happen that often. And in the wrestling game, matches are only about, what, 10, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Whereas everything else, you've got your social media, you've got your training, you've got your... Your discipline. The, oh my God! There's so many things that 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 entail what yes. we do. So you know, if I'm going to be talking about game, then I've got to prove it. Well, I've I've spoke to wrestlers and they're saying if you're not 
in the main event, you want to be in the opening match. Um, the opening match can be as important yeah. as the main events. If you get your show off to a good start, then it can... Well, that's it. That's it. The promoter's going to be happy with that, isn't it? Right, okay. I want him back. Yes. <laughs> what about a comedy match? Oh, comedy match, you know what? It's gonna it's it's gonna have to be uh voodoo. Um yes. he's done a we've done like a partnership before where he was a careless whisper and yeah, he oh it's just so good. So good. And you know, it, it's like for me, like I said, I just adapt to whatever situation I'm in and we would just have so much fun. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Uh, about uh, a hardcore extreme style. Whoa. Right, okay, where do we go here? Um Okay. It would probably have to be from just what I've seen, um Cameron Ferguson, who uh, aka Cameron Fowler. Um yeah. Cameron has taken some beatdowns. He isn't afraid to bleed, and by God, a bash at the bay too for MKW. He took a he took a kendo stick to the head and Ooh. wow his head exploded with beautiful blood. Ow. <laughs> yeah, and he has no problem with it. Oh. I don't know. I don't think I'm just the way WWE have just made you hate headshots these days, but I still get shudder whenever I see headshots now. So oh just... yeah, it was just it was just like a like a lovely cabbage sprouting. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, um, what have you in a tag team match? Who would be your partner and who you'd be against? So. Um, oh, tag team partner. Oh, so, um, oh, so let me see. Let me see. Tag team partner. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, that's what I'm straight with. Um, do you know what? Um, I would probably want to go with Uncle Money, Trey Williams. Yes. We haven't had the pleasure um, of being in a match together or tag, but I feel just with his charisma, with his match flow, with his athleticism, we could maybe work on something almost like a... <laughs> Almost like a team angle. Good old Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> and who do you want to be against? Do you know what? Right now, um, I'm going to say the current EBW Tag Team Champions, the Young and Reckless. Yes. Because okay. obviously we started out, uh, or sorry, I knew the guys from training, but their name is Young and Reckless. And I think they just need a taught a lesson or two. <laughs> what about an intergender match? Intergender? Um, oh, um, well, what, what's the women's scene like in, in China? It's, it's, it's not as big, but it's certainly growing. Mm. Um, an intergender match would have to be with Zita Chang. Zita Chang. Yes. Simply because, or simply because, or. or, or like her experience in the ring, she's had to be tried. She's been a part of the May Young Classic, and she's got time. Yes. She's got time for people. If you're going to ask her for advice or anything like that, she's got time for it. She's such a nice girl. Um, you know, she's she's probably one of the main attractions for MKW. 
So it's nice to have that platform for women. Um, Adrian Gomez, who is the obviously the president and promoter for MKW, he was, I hope he doesn't uh, get on to me for this, but he was hoping to hold uh, a women's tournament. So he's very pro for, um, for having the women included. But my intergender match would have to be against Vita because, man, she's got a wealth of experience and she's she's a badass. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you already had her stuff, she's going to hit you back as well. <laughs> so in China, is it similar to Japan where like Joshi wrestling is completely separate to the men's wrestling? They don't tend to be on the same cards and stuff. Yeah, so we've got some uh, Japanese wrestlers that um, come over um, into the MKW scene. Um, so you only see some of their matches. You know, it's like it's chops for about two or three minutes to the chest. Oh my yes. god! No <laughs> fair play them. They, they keep going, and you know, I would certainly be up for that. You know, a, a bit. Excuse me. I've been involved in the martial arts background. I'm used to taking a, a punch or a kick or two. I yes. would love to kind of walk off with red ribs or a red oh. chest. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about the main event match? Who, who do you want to be in the main event since? Oh, right. Okay. Um, and this is for, obviously, from people who've trained me and... Anybody you've worked with, so you could have a train with them. Right, let me see. Some... Um... You know, doesn't what? have to be a one on one either. You can have a fatal four way, triple threats. Oh, right. Okay, it's going to have to be. I'll tell you what, how about a ladder match? Yeah. Six man ladder match. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Let, let's, let's get all the fun involved. Um, whew, I would love to be in there with Sticks. Yes. Sticks based at, uh, at uh, Good Old House of Pain. Um, just because he's such a nice guy and just like the things the things he does now and he's just back in the game. Um I've met him at a couple I've, of meets and greets and he's a really he seems like a really nice guy. Absolutely. So humble. So humble. Um I'm sure you look at some of the guys he's produced, you know, top top lads, you know, doing well. Top men, top top women as well. Um so yeah, sticks. Um Ho Ho Lun. Gotta have Ho Ho in there. Uh, um, I'm surprised he never did better in WWE because he was so good in that cruiserweight um, tournament and the few matches he had on 2-5 Live were really good as well. Yeah. So what happened Yeah. Um, I think it's one of them ones, Chris. It's a bit of a long story. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, he had his, he, he had his stint on that um, and by all means, like, for professional reasons, WWE wished them all the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and you know what? It's not like put him down a peg or two. He's off in Japan now doing things for Dragon Gate. Um yes. he's 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 the godfather of Hong Kong wrestling. And yeah, so just because you know you might not be a part of something anymore, that doesn't mean it's gonna stop you from going on to better things. No, definitely. I just I was just surprised that, because he just really impressed me in the few matches he had. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah sticks oh no three more um, do you know what? Uh, good old Zach Gibson. Yes. Zach <laughs> um, Gibson. Um, he's just uh, the times I trained at Fighting Spirit. Oh, just just that little atmosphere he brings. You know, it gives you that same buzz. Um, mm. and uh, 
I'll give you a quote from him as well. It's like, he loves wrestling more than he loves his bird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. as I say, I've just I've got that same buzz. You just feed off. Um, yeah, I've, I've, so, I've yeah. interviewed from Fighting Spirit, say what a great lad he is. <laughs> oh, well, you know, obviously, look at where he is now. You know, um, he's he's moved on, so fair play to the big man. Um, and then, who else? Uh, I've got to have I've got to have Krieg back in there. Yeah, Old Krieg. Yeah. So I've got Sticks. I've got Hulun. I've got Zach Gibson. I've got Krieg. Um, where? Oh yeah, James Reed. Oh yeah, James. I like. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, we only met at one session at Fighting Spirits. And we just got on like a house on fire. You know, it's like uh, he's got a good BJJ background and he's just got a general top attitude. You know, it's like yeah. he, he, he bends over and backwards in the wrestling scene as well. And he's doing all right. And things are just taking off from him. I've not, I've not talked to him as uh, as much as what he used to. Obviously, with everything that's going on, we would always talk to each other about our matches. And, you know, this is someone who I just knew for about maybe two hours. Yes. You know what I mean? But then... Um, when I was back in the UK, we tried to organise catching up, but he obviously I had free time. He's busy. He's doing his work, and then we caught up for a session as well. And just do you know what? It's like like we said to each other. Um, we'd love to get a match with each other. That'd be so amazing. Was, so, yeah. yeah, I love to include him in that. Just to kind of have that <laughs> that all star ladder match. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a great match. Yeah, I've interviewed James twice as one backstage at. Um, just a fabulous wrestling, and then that 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 got a bit noisy, so we got we got him back on. And did like yeah, talk for forty five minutes. He's such a nice guy. Oh, what? Yeah, now now he wrestles for my local promotion, Wrestle Island, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really yeah, really cool. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, well on that as well. He uh he he spoke to me about uh, Wrestle Island. I tried to get involved. Um. But at the time, I guess everybody was just buzzy, and then you know yourself when it comes to like the uh, the week before, you know you're you're just you're stressing, you're just making sure everything goes smooth. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a part of like Wrestle Island as well. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd love to meet you in person. <laughs> Absolutely, Chris, definitely. <laughs> Hi, this is the Asian sensation Kanji, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. I, I love your uh, beware of the Mad Dog T-shirt. Do you design your own? Merch and stuff. Yeah, it, it's the whole like, you know, like kind of when you see things like a sign saying like, oh, beware of dog or beware of the dog. And I thought, you know what? A mad dog and, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'll never back down from a fight. That, that's always the way I've been. It's the way yeah. I've been reared. Like to be Irish, you, you can't almost like I, I don't do work at the age of 16 simply because I can handle myself. Now, at the yeah. same time, that doesn't mean that I took advantage of my power. It was just the discipline of my martial arts background that helped me get that job. So I thought, you know what? Beware of Mad Dog. Go from there. And then, you know yourself, you've got to have like a certain logo. And because of my fighting background, I always think a gum shield is one of the best things they have. Um, And let alone one of the best protection. Um, The guy who designed my t-shirt, he also designed my snapback caps. So yeah, he's 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 a really nice guy, Mark. He's originally from uh, Newcastle, and we're talking about maybe doing a few other things because, you know, um, out in China, 
Yeah. Everything's quite okay when it comes to price compared to obviously when it's in England. And the value you get for your money and then why not? You know, the way I see it, Chris, is if you're not going to believe in yourself and invest in yourself, then who is? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so where can people, the listeners, find you, mate? Do you have like a big cartel store? Or oh, man, do you know what? Um, what I've done is uh, I've been giving out a wreck of, a wreck of uh, T-shirts for just like just friends and, and just kind of like, you know, little, little people paying for things here and then because I just want to obviously spread my brand and that's yeah. just mainly what it's been about. But this week, especially with the free raffle for the snap the snapbacks and the t-shirts, um, I'm going to set up a store. Um, things are a little bit slow at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I think um, I'm going to have to invest in a store, definitely. Well, let me know when you set it up and I'll put it in the description below the interview. Before we go, do you have any social media do you, you want to promote? Yes, please. Um, I am on Facebook at Mad Dog O'Doherty. I am on Instagram at Conmen eight seven six C O N M E N, and I need to start using more. But I do use mostly Facebook and Instagram. Cool. I'll put the um, links to in the description to all your social media. So I've really enjoyed speech today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Defo, Chris, Defo. After the uh, after the main event match, after the ladder match, of course. Oh, yeah. I'd love to watch that match. <laughs> right, that. I should, try, I should try and make this get set up at a fight and spirit event or something, even if it's just a free previous. <laughs> you, oh, Zach, versus James. That way, makes it. <laughs> oh, what can I be a lethal man? Oh, that. <laughs>